Hey everyone, welcome to this new episode of Our Secret Self. I had the opportunity to talk to fellow podcaster Joanne Vanderees about dysthymia. It's low-grade chronic depression, and I learned through years of researching and really through our conversation that that's what I've been struggling with. So I was happy to finally find a name for what I've been going through. And this has been one of my favorite interviews for my podcast so far because I saw so much of myself in her story. As she was sharing her experiences, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I've felt the same way or I've had those thoughts too or wanted to act this way as well. And it's so comforting to know that there's somebody I can relate to so closely with my mental illness. And that's the whole point of this podcast is to help all of us living with a mental illness know that we're not alone and that there's others that we can relate to and lean on and, you know, get coping mechanisms from and whatever else, just have this support system. It, it was just such a comfort to know that there's someone who knows exactly how I feel, who understands me. And I hope that you feel the same way after listening to this episode. So I hope you enjoy. I know at times I was trying to keep it together and not tear up. I was a little emotional by the end of this episode. So once again, I I hope you enjoy and thank you so much for being here today. This podcast is for those living with a mental illness and those who want to understand it. I wanted to create a space where mental health and illness conversation is normal and in turn expand that conversation to the rest of society in hopes of breaking the stigma. Our Secret Self, Living with a Mental Illness is about finding people you can relate to through shared experiences, finding a way out of isolation, getting some answers to your questions about mental health and mental illness finding out helpful information about things that can make you feel better, and having a place to talk freely without feeling judged. Every month, we'll talk about mental illness matters with others who live with a mental illness and those in the mental health profession. I'll share inspirational stories and quotes, as well as discuss mental illness topics. My name is Elise Stolinar, and I am so happy you decided to join me today. Let's do this. Today, we were going to talk a little bit about depression, and Joanne is one of my fellow podcasters. We met through the group with Kathy Heller, and I think it's been such a great and supportive group, and it's brought all these amazing people together, and I'm so happy to have you on the podcast today, so thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you, Elise. It's really good to be here. Now, I mentioned that you are a fellow podcaster. I want to quickly talk about your podcast is The Sun Rises. So tell tell us a little bit about that. The Sun Rises, Hope for a Bigger and Better Life, is a podcast that was developed to help people who are going through hard times. Um, a lot of people, most people go through hard times at some point in time and don't have a support system. I was blessed to have a really big support system and I still am. And for those out there who don't have anybody, I want them to be able to reach out to me and I can talk to them and um, just give them support. I'm not promising to solve problems, but I just want to be there for them as they're going through their own tough times and also to let them know that they're not alone. They're not the only ones out there. And like this podcast, helping people with uh, mental illness, our secret selves, the parts that we don't share, 
I want to talk to people and help people know that it's okay to share. And the more you share, I find, at least it's helped me, is helps me accept it more and helps me to be able to deal with it and move on from there. Because no matter what happens, life goes on. Even after the biggest devastation, trauma, loss, life life still goes on. And I just want to help people who are in that place where they have to go on and they just need somebody there. That's so, so wonderfully said. And I, I feel like we've all been going through some really tough times the last few years. And like you mentioned too, like kind of getting those emotions and, and talking about it out in the open, just, it kind of takes that weight off your shoulders. You know, I don't know if you've mm-hmm. felt that too. It's, it's, it's almost like a form of therapy, just, yeah, like a form of therapy, just kind of getting it out there in the open and not holding it in all the time. So yeah, that's, that's fantastic. I love that. One of the cliches I love is um, a, a happiness. I'm going to paraphrase it because I can't remember exactly, but a happiness shared is um, expanded, but a sorrow shared is, is um, lessened because there's more people to carry it. So your own burden, when you share it with somebody, it it helps you be able to carry it a little better. Wow. I love that. That is great. Now, if people want to find out more about the podcast, where can they find you? Do you have an Instagram handle or Facebook group or anything like that? Um, you, I have my podcast is the sun rises. So it's on Spotify and Apple. Um, my name is Joanne Vandervies. I'm on Facebook under that name. I'm um, at great underscore aunt underscore Joe on Instagram. Haven't been great on keeping the Instagram up to date, but I'm not giving up on it just yet. All right. Now you had mentioned that you have suffered from it's dysthymia. I can never say that exactly yes. correct. Dysthymia. Um, dysthymia. Okay. Um, I would say, I know I always, I know I always mess it up every time I've said it. Cause I know I've, I've read about it in the past. Cause I think I have a form of it too. Uh, but you said you've been, you've been living with it for, for decades. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about your experience and your journey with it and how it's impacted different aspects of your life. Well, I had it, I do believe, undiagnosed, even as a kid, teen, a lot of teens go through depression. And back then, nobody talked about it. Nobody even considered it to be a thing. Well, maybe some of the professionals, but the general public didn't. I grew up in a large family and people at school didn't like me. I was always the the last one chosen, you know, the one picked on and I remember as a kid, probably eight or nine, sitting on the toilet, singing the song, nobody likes me, everybody hates me, I'm going to the garden to eat worms, big fat juicy ones, long slim slimy ones, and itsy bitsy fuzzy wuzzy worms. I would sing that to myself because that's how I felt. Being in a big family, you'd think that helped, but we were all in pain and living more beside each other than with each other, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I reveled in my role as an aunt. I became an aunt at six. So that was a really big part of my life. And I don't know where I would be without my nieces and nephews and their kids. So now, hence the name Great Aunt Joe, because that's who I am. And, And one of my favorite titles. 
And honestly, I can, I'll tell you more about that later, but I can say I probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that group of people. So anyways, I went through school. I never felt like I belonged. I was lonely all the time. Uh, you wouldn't know. I tried, I made the best of it and I just went on with life. Um, the depression really hit me though when I was in college. I am in Canada and I went to college in Toronto about three hours from where I lived and I lived with my sister. And the first sign that something was really serious was the one day when I wanted to jump in front of a subway on my way to school. And I just backed up and I went, whoa, that's not good. So anyways, I'm a Christian. I've gone to church my whole life and I did a lot of praying about it. And um, I talked to my pastor and nothing really came of it. But I'd be okay for a while, <clears throat> excuse me. And then I would crash and burn. So I I just go along and then life would happen and something would happen and I'd crash and then I'd work hard to get okay again and then I'd crash. So you mentioned the dysthymia. It took probably 20 plus years well, I was in my 20s when I was finally diagnosed with dysthymia. And it's considered a low-grade chronic depression. And I consider it too sick to be well, but not well enough. No. Yeah, too sick to be healthy, but not sick enough to be sick. So it's just kind of you go through your ho-hum day. So most people with bipolar disorder, they cycle from manic to depressed and manic to depressed and keep going that way. Well, unipolar, uh, dysthymia is unipolar. So that just means one. So it would go from normal to depressed, back up to normal to depressed. So you'd never get that manic where everything was super awesome. It's just kind of always ho-hum. Life was just ho-hum. Um, so I, I just struggled with it quietly because nobody talked about it. Nobody understood. Well, I didn't think anybody understood. We, because we didn't talk about it, we didn't know that we weren't alone. Mm -hmm. Hence the reason for the podcast. But also I found it, um, really hard because I thought it was, a personal, well, it is a personal issue. I thought the issue was with my character. I wasn't strong enough. Um, I couldn't do anything right. I couldn't keep, I did keep jobs, but I got bored really fast. And anytime something would happen, it would be a cycle and I would crash, get, go up, do well, and then crash and burn. So it just made life really difficult. So in my 20s, I got um, probably late 20s, I was diagnosed and put on antidepressants and they helped. Now, I always said I didn't have anxiety. But from what I've learned recently, I do have anxiety. I just, it doesn't look like what I thought anxiety looked like. I don't go ah, all the time. Ah. 
oh no, oh no. My way of dealing with anxiety was I would think of the worst case scenario. And in my brain, I would make plans on how I, I would deal with that. So the worst case, worst case scenario could be, I don't know, I got hit by a car. Well, if I got hit by a car, I do this, 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 and this. And it, it's all really out there thinking because for the most part, it's not real. Never happened. But it gave me a calm that if something bad happened, I had an idea of what I would do. So in reality, after learning about what anxiety is a little bit, I think I have it. I just plan my life so that if something happens, I can deal with it. And, and that's my way of dealing with it. So far, it's worked. We'll see. That'll probably get work done in the future. So I've had various jobs over my life. And at one point in time, or my second suicidal ideation was I was driving down one of the major highways in, in Mississauga and going around a large overpass that curves, I wanted to just drive straight and drive right off of it. And I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. By this time, I've learned a little bit about depression. And I, a big thing I learned that if I commit suicide, the risk for my nieces and nephews skyrockets. So for me, this worked. It's not going to work for everybody. But I said to myself, if this isn't something that you want to be an option for them, it cannot be an option for you. It cannot. Just choose. So like I said, there are many times when I have wanted to end my life, but I didn't want my niece and nephews to be traumatized by that. So I would suck it up, grin and bear it, whatever. Um, another thing with mental illness, I've seen in others and I've learned through my own journey is the medication issue. We take medication and we feel good. And then we say, I don't need this, I'm fine. And then we go off our meds and then we crash and burn. And then we say, oh, no, I need my meds. And it cycles and it repeats. I'm fine. I don't need them. Crash, burn. Yes, I do. So I have decided that for the rest of my life, I will be on antidepressants simply because they make me feel better. And I, I like analogies. And one thing I like about this particular analogy is everybody can relate. Do you wear glasses or yes. contacts? Yep. <laughs> so if you can see with your glasses on, does that mean you can see when you take them off? No. No. <laughs> no. So if I can live a decent life with my medication, does that mean if I take stop taking my medication, I can live a decent life without them? No, just like classes, I need that. It's something my body is missing. They've proved it over and over again. So for the last four years or so, I've been on 
antidepressants doesn't mean I remember to take them every day. But if I forget for a couple of days, I can generally start to feel like, hmm. So I'm just, no, I'm just going to decide, even though it doesn't always feel like I need it, I'm going to decide that this is the best thing for me. So I've had many, many times when I didn't want to live. And my thought mostly was just stop the world and let me get off. I'm just tired of dealing with everything. So we'll skip forward a few years and about six years ago, I was seven years ago, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor, a non-malignant brain tumor. And so then a year later, I had it out. During this time, I suffered from chronic headaches and chronic fatigue. And I was not on antidepressants at the time. And um, I was a bitch. I am very sorry to say I was so bitchy. I was always in pain. I was always tired. Nothing would relieve it. I had zero tolerance for anything. My poor mother. I've apologized to her profusely. So I got better from after the surgery, having the brain tumor removed, but then it returned about two years ago. And they, it was too small to do surgery. So they decided that radiation was the, the treatment. So I have, I had radiation last January, six weeks of it. This time, I was on antidepressants. I could tell the difference. I had the same symptoms, the headaches and the fatigue, but I wasn't bitchy. I was able to be nice to people. I mean, the time when I was not nice to people, it really gave me an insight into when people are not nice to me. It's like, you know what? Give them a break. You don't know what they're going through. Maybe they've been in pain all day. Maybe they've got a headache that they can't get rid of or kids. So it was just an eye opener for me to just be nice, be gentle with people because we don't know what they're going through. So in this whole process, I've been doing, I've had therapy multiple times. I've um, had lots of prayer and I've been trying to get my relationship with God to be more front and center in my life. Um, I'm still on antidepressants and I don't believe that. I believe that God can heal me instantaneously. And I never want to um, deny that possibility. But I'm also going to be very careful in using that as a crutch to say, don't take meds because unless I feel like God's telling me personally that I can stop taking meds, I'm not going to. And <clears throat> even if he does, and I do, I'm going to do it with a very, like, to be very um, aware of everything. And I mean, God's bigger than we are. And here, here's my anxiety creeping up again here. What would I do in this situation? I'm just going to live today and deal with today. Make plans 
that I'm going to take meds for the rest of my life because just because um, I can see with glasses doesn't mean I can't see with it that I can see without them. So God's really given me a peace in this journey. This last year's been tough, not because of COVID, but because I haven't had the energy to do anything. And I'm just starting to get that back now. And God has given me a peace through this whole thing, through the depression, through the brain tumor. I know that he's there. I know that he's got my back. And I know that his children, my friends and family have got my back too. And for somebody who has suffered from depression for years, for decades, to say life is good is a miracle all by itself. And life, as hard as it is, life is good. And I want to live. I've lost the, I want to die. It's gone. I want to live. And I thank God for that. I thank the meds. But God had his hand in having them develop too. And I'm just extremely grateful to be able to be here, to be able to share with you, to let people know they're not alone. And there is hope. It's not going to be easy, but there's hope and life can be good. Yeah. And, and you are here for a purpose. And I, I think that was to use all of your experiences to start your, your podcast and share those experiences with people. And I, I think that's the most important thing is to let people know that there are others who go through the same thing. You are not alone because what this disease does is make you feel so isolated. It does. And, and while you were telling your story, like I was trying not to cry because it's like, oh my gosh, I have heard so much of what I've been dealing with too in your story. So just I can't even tell you how much that means to me to like, I like really feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. There's someone else who's experienced, oh, sorry. I'm not trying not to get emotional. Um, someone else who's experienced that too. <laughs> like, oh, that's the whole purpose of these podcasts is just mm-hmm. to, you know, to bridge and connect people. And oh my gosh, ooh, we're both, <laughs> let's take a reset. Yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, just, yeah. Thank you for sharing your story. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, you're not alone, Elise. We're all here for each other. We have good days when we can help others and bad days when we need others to help us. Mm-hmm. And the you're not alone is, I think, one of the biggest um, helps. You're not alone. There is somebody who knows. I have friends who have chronic illness, who've dealt with depression and stuff. And it's true, unless you've been there, you don't really know. Everybody says, yeah, I know what fatigue is, but not until you've been through chronic illness and had chronic fatigue where you literally cannot do anything. Mm -hmm. And it it helps people who say, oh, I hate life. I don't want to be here. When you can say, I've been there, it just helps. So I want to encourage people who are suffering, who are having a hard time to reach out because you hide it too well. Everybody hides it well until we can't. And then it's usually, it's really late. But if you step out and reach out to somebody, somebody like me or Elise has been there, we can just be there to be an ear, 
give you a virtual hug, physical hug if you're close enough. And just for me, I'll, I would be praying for you. And on those days when you're doing really good and you see somebody who's really struggling, just give them a warm smile. A, hey, I see ya. And if it's somebody you know, wrap them in your arms and give them a big hug. Just let them know that they're not alone, that you're not alone. And together we can get through this. On our own, we can't, but together we can get through this. Yeah. And I, I agree with that, you know, that whole show kindness. You don't know what people are going through. I, I worked at, um, I don't know if they have them in Canada, but Aldi, it might be just a U.S. Um, they might have them there. I'm not sure how far yeah, they are. No, but, we don't have them here, but I've been to Aldi. Um, but I used to work for Aldi and just, you know, we were kind of told the same thing. You know, always should be kind to customers. You never know what they're kind of going through. And I just made it my mission to always say like, Hey, you know, good morning, good afternoon. How are you? And honestly, I saw some people who came into the line in really not so great mood, you know, we're laughing and chatting by the end of it. And that just, that, that made me feel good. Cause it's like, you know, I, I know we all go through these hard days and, you know, even myself, like it would just take one person to say, Hey, you know, how you're doing, hope you, you know, have a good day or whatever, just to turn that around. It's like the world needs to show a little bit more kindness to each other. And I think that's going to make a world of difference as well. I agree. And one thing I've been learning is grace. Give people grace. God's given us his grace so we can turn around and, and give it to others and to make the world a better place, to make it more like heaven on earth. Yeah. And doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. Doesn't mean every day is going to shine, but for every good day makes it even better. Definitely. Most definitely. Thank you for this. I heard so much of things that I've dealt with so far in my life in your story. And I can't even tell you how much that just makes me feel like, oh my gosh, someone else gets it too. <laughs> I get it. Ugh. It breaks my heart that you've had to go through it. I want to thank you so much, so, so very much for coming on today and sharing your experience. I think that's absolutely fantastic and so brave of you to do that. And I think we need to encourage other people to kind of reach out and, and talk about yeah. things because that definitely helps. And then we can all create this support system together. And yeah, through your experiences and your journey, you you came to your podcast, The Sun Rises, and, and, and helping people through that. So it's absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you Thank so, you. so much for being here today. So nice to meet you and, and talk with you. And I hope we can keep this conversation going, you and me and others. If you need anything, reach out to either of us. We'll be more than happy to help. Most definitely. Most definitely. Any, yeah, 24-7, anytime. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Joanne. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed today's topic and found something helpful in the episode. If you liked the conversation, be sure to join us in the private Our Secret Self Facebook group to get involved in more mental health and illness-related conversations. If you think this podcast and Facebook group could help a friend or loved one, go ahead and share this episode with them and invite them to the group. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Thank you for being here today. I look forward to having you join me next time. In the meantime, I want you to take a deep breath, give yourself grace, 
and believe in the possibility of tomorrow. <laughs>